this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint with me today, Jay Harvey. Good to see you again, Jim. Jay, always good to be in your company. You know, one thing I like about you, Jay, is that you have like a really broad perspective. You're mm-hmm. a man who reads widely, you think broadly, you have good ideas, you want to digest, you know, That's... big ideas. You're not just superficial. You're not just like cream on the top. You are the whole gallon of milk. I feel like I'm being set up here. What, <laughs> what's going on? Well, I'm glad to have you with us today oh. because we're starting a new series to talk about some things that are kind of deep. Yes. They're not just uh, on the surface. They're about the core of our being, mm-hmm. pure love. Now, when I just say pure love, what comes into your head? What are you wow. thinking about? Don't, so don't screen things. me. Don't give me a Sunday school answer. Okay. Okay. What do you think about? I think about fourth grade writing a love letter saying, do you like me? I like you. Circle yes or no. I mean, there was just, you <laughs> don't on. even know what you're asking, but you just are filled with so much Sincerity. Love, sincerity. Well, I mean, that's it. You're describing yeah. something sincere. Right, exactly. And and then as you get older, pure love, as we come to understand, is maybe a little bit more than just a warm feeling. And so how do we define pure love? I think God's got to have something to do with it. Well, and when I think about pure love, I kind of forgot about the fourth grade. Thanks for bringing up that trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about something a little more in my adult life, but, you know, pure love, it sounds a little bit like a a film or there's a kind of romantic styling there. I want to love you so completely, so amazingly that it's so pure. I'm not trying to use you or or somehow manipulate you. No, I just love you with a sense of purity. And then that word pure comes right at me. I have to say, I think about Purell, you know, isn't that yeah, like a hand sure. cleanser? I, I think so. <laughs> Get rid think of all so. the germs, but right. isn't that part of it? It's pure. It's it makes pure. you clean. There's it's nothing like something that we always try corrupted. To, yeah, it's like something we always try to achieve. Like uh, like somebody else has got it. Uh, out there, pure love, and they're experiencing it, why can't I? Or how do I get that? And maybe what is it? But it, it seems like it, it connotates something that we have to, uh, to work our way up to. And um, I don't know. Well, I think those are very positive words, right. both words, pure and love. There are some times when I don't feel very pure because my thoughts, uh, my ambitions, my reactions to things, I look back on them and think, wow, that wasn't my best moment, Mm -hmm. and that wouldn't be a pure moment. At other times, I feel a little bit more clear. Right. And love, of course, is a positive term because all of us fundamentally know that there are things we love and we want to be loved. Right. If you put pure and love together, then it seems to be the highest and best form of life and experience. It's both pure, clear, unencumbered, clean, and it's love which gives life. It does. It sound, And when you put it that way, Jim, it sounds very inviting. It, it sounds like something that I would enjoy and that I would want to share with someone or uh, maybe in my relationship with God. But put that way, it is something that I do want to know more about. It's something that I want to discover. And our phrase actually has been born in history because these words, pure and love, were the way in which a very unusually gifted man who passed away in the 1920s, lived in the 19th century and in the early years of the 20th century, it's the way in which he experienced God. Mm. And he said it was like pure love. Wow. His name, Samuel Logan Bringle. Do you know anything about this guy? Well, uh, just a little bit. And what little I have uh, read preparing for this program, I'm intrigued. I am so intrigued by the way that he experienced and verbalized his pure love, his his experience with God, which comes out of a kind of a, a hard gr- childhood growing up, but he had some foundational things that were in place. And then 
this moment where he talks about pure love and what he went on to do with his life uh, really got me excited to maybe read a little bit more about him. Brengel is considered to be one of the most outstanding voices, intellectual thinkers, and preachers in a movement that most of us have heard about called the Salvation Army. That's right. And the Salvation Army began in the United Kingdom in the 19th century. William Booth and his wife Catherine were the kind of the progenitors of this. It has cast a long and very bright light across the face of the earth ever since, devoted to not just personal holiness, as they would call it, but also social holiness. So that the fact that your life becomes whole and holy in relationship to God through Christ should be translated into helping the world around you become more whole and holy. And so the Salvation Army is something that I have long admired, and Brengel is one of their leading lights, though he has passed away many decades ago. Brengel grew up right here in Indiana, where you and I are today, Jay. Yes, and and that was uh, uh, interesting to learn. Did not know that. He had a hard life, as you say. Uh, His dad died when he was a little boy. His mother remarried, but that was kind of a a difficult uh, home life. Then she died by the time he was 15. He was completely on his own, had no more relationship to his stepdad. He was an only child. He tried to eke his way out uh, of life, uh, along the road of life. In the end, he has an intersection with Christianity. He has a moment where he believes that Jesus is Lord, but that's not the end of his story. Right. Because even as that was a transformational experience, he went on for a few more years until he had another moment. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, he believed that the Holy Spirit of God fell on him and possessed him so significantly, so dramatically, that he said he just had love. He loved everything. He loved the people that were walking around him. He loved the trees and the flowers and the sound of the birds, that the whole thing about just being alive was filled with a sense of what he described as pure love. And this then became his phrase, his trademark, that life can be known in this way, that you can be clothed with pure love. The Viewpoint broadcast is born and nurtured and still today sustained by a tradition within the larger Christian family that's called the holiness tradition. This is a concept. This is a belief. This is an experience in which we proclaim that the Holy Spirit can actually possess you, that the Holy Spirit is not just some kind of thing out there, an idea, maybe a poetic verse. It's actually a living, dynamic persona of God God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ that can actually invade our hearts and own us and equip us to do things we might otherwise not do, transform us by the renewing of our minds so we become more like Jesus, and actually seals us for redemption's sake at the last day. There's so much to talk about with the Holy Spirit, but in this holiness tradition of which Samuel Logan Brengel was a part, as is the Salvation Army, He really loved those parts of the scripture that talked about being holy. There's a passage in Colossians in the New Testament that kind of captures this, Jay, and I know you have it right in front of you. What does it say? Well, it's Colossians 3, 12 through 15, and then also verse 23, and it says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. 
For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the this part, is... Jim, where it says, clothe, and to clothe yourselves with love, which, which binds us all together, and then let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. There, I mean, to me, there it is right there. There is a peace that can actually rule your heart. And then we have no other recourse but to experience that. And I think that's a lot of what Samuel Bringle experienced in that, in that moment that he intersected with the Holy Spirit. That sense of peace deep down inside that is consequent to clothing yourself with love. Sometimes, uh, Jay, I don't know about you, but I get pretty wound up about my world, sure. what other people say or do. Uh, and then there are days when I just want to just stop and take a deep breath and I actually yes. just say to God, God, I just don't want to be upset with anybody. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to have any you know, angles yes. where I'm worked up with anybody. I yes. just want to take a deep breath and I'm just going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever's going on, whatever was said or done, Lord, I just take that away from me right. because I don't want to be wound up. Because when I get wound up about it, my life is robbed. Mm-hmm. I want to be at peace. I just, right. want to, I just want to drink the blue sky and the yes. fresh sunshine and the sound of the birds, and I want to have a piece of chocolate pie. Sure. I mean, I just want yeah. to enjoy. There's a part of life that is that kind of pure release, and that is exactly what is there in the text. And it actually begins with this phrase, since you've been chosen to be a holy people. Right. And that's really important, I think, because... What we're hearing here is that God chose us, and Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to anyone listening today, Mm -hmm. anyone who is willing to be, who is open to becoming, who understands that Jesus is Lord, God has chosen you to be a holy people, not a broken, angry, bitter, strung out, wound up, unhappy group. No, you've been called, chosen to be a holy people. Now, that word holy means to be set apart. And sometimes we think of holy things like holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Every, that's right. If we're playing a word sure. game, holy, fill in the blank, holy cow. Well, that's because in right. India, the Hindus think that cows are holy. They're set apart. Uh, you have holy vessels. Sometimes people think of church, and there's some holy places that might be a church building or where somebody thinks they had an apparition of some persona from long ago, or, or maybe these are vessels. I mean, there's all kinds of ways in which the word holy is used, but in its root meaning, it means to be set apart, to be right. separated out for some kind of righteous use. Right. You've been set apart as a holy people to be different from the rest of the world that isn't set apart and to be used in a righteous way. But that's not to pick up a sword and try and achieve some end. It's about how to love. Right. And so then in the passage you read, we have these, you know, make allowance for each other's fault. Is that how am I holy? I guess so. I guess, yeah. Wow. But, you know, that's harder to do sometimes than to just pick up a sword. Right, right. How do I get there? And then the clothing, you just mentioned it. Right. Put on the clothing of love. Mm -hmm. If you read in the earlier verses of this chapter, Jay, you'll see that there's a clothing that's of this world. It's about all kinds of wild living and, and, you know, selfishness and anger and using other people to achieve your own pleasure. That's the clothing of the world. But instead, put on this clothing. Mm -hmm. Put on the clothing of pure love. Hmm. So what would you say at this last verse that really jumps out, 
This one about, so whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. whether you're working or you're at home, wherever you are, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. There's an important piece here that our brother, Samuel Logan Brengel, right. uh, he really held on to this. Yes. And it was, there's no difference between the secular and the sacred. Right. No matter where you're at, you, you have to almost remember, take this last part, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, and go right back up to verse 12. And we do that because, once again, we're reminded God chose us to be holy. So remembering that He chose us and that He loves us, that goes everywhere we go. That's 24-7. So we always must start everything, our, our mindset, our ambitions, our motivations, our conversations with the knowledge that God chose us to be set apart, and that there is a way for us to keep that perspective, which might help us uh, to forgive more quickly, to not get angered so easily. But it has to start with that. We can't, we can't just flip the switch, so to speak, at any time to not be angry or, or to be more forgiving. It has to come from understanding that God chose us to be in his family, chose us to be set apart, and he did that, the scripture says, because he loves us. And we can't just do it on one day of the week. That's right. <laughs> Pure love Every day. is like an oxygen. Yeah. And I think that's where some of us stumble. We think, well, you know, in this church, I would never speak that way. Mm-hmm. But then we go to the office and we speak that way. Right. Or, right. you know, this is a holy day. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas or Easter or whatever we might consider to be set apart uh, for some holy purpose, and those days can be. But then on other days, we might be quite crass or right. self-preoccupied or maybe even cruel. Uh, maybe what I would do in my garage, I wouldn't do in my front yard, which I won't do at church, which I... But no, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you want to do it as for the Lord. You want to be conscious that Jesus right. Christ is the living presence and his spirit is in you and around you. And don't imagine that you can separate your times and your places and your days and be one thing on one day and one thing the other. Pure love never flows that way. That's right. And, you know, this, uh, a part of the scripture, Jim says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. And, and I'm not a, an expert theologian, but I would guess that that means all the time, not uh, Christ just doesn't want to give you peace and rule in your heart one day a week. And so I think starting that way and understanding that it's available to us everywhere we go, that that's part of being salt and light for his kingdom. Uh, people need to see a different way, not just on Sunday, but every day. And But boy, I got I to gotta agree with you. It's tough sometimes when we get in the mix of everyday life. And um, I think that's where we need to be disciplined and just uh, starting our days off with uh, some type of devotion or meditation and knowing that we have to we have to remember, we have to be proactive in, in asking God for the strength that we know that we're going to need at some point during the day. And it's hard. Yes. So when I think about this, I, I think that's impossible. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, can, I can keep it together for an hour on Sunday in a mm-hmm. church meeting. Wow. <laughs> I mean, right. I could be a regular Mother Teresa. Sure. But when I get on the highway and someone <laughs> cuts me off, or when someone at the supermarket bothers me, or even somebody in my family presses my buttons, I mean, there are all kinds of ways in which I'm vulnerable. The truth be told, all of us know it's impossible to be this kind of holy all the time by ourselves. Right. So how do I get there? Is this some kind of you know, ridiculous premise that is like a mountain that nobody can ever climb? No. This brings us back to Brengel. Brengel had some very tough experiences. He signed up for the Salvation Army, which is a 
a commitment to living within a certain discipline. They send you different places. He sometimes has to uproot from the place he loved and move to another uh, city or town. He actually had an experience where he was trying to help a drunken man on the street, and the guy lashes out at him and hits him on the head with a brick so severely that he is knocked out of commission for 18 months, unable to speak or function in his normal way because of the injury of a drunken man that he was trying to help. Mm. Wow, how do, you, how do you keep that pure love going then? This is what Bringle says. Bringle says it comes down to surrendering every part of your being yeah. to God. Yes. So once you acknowledge that you're a sinner and you, you need the forgiveness of God in Christ, that Jesus died for you on the sin and he paid the price for your sin, you, you cannot do that remedy yourself, but he has paid it that there's another step you can take, and that is acknowledging your redemption. Now acknowledge that you want every part of your being to be owned by God. And that's not easy because sometimes I want to keep a closet to myself. I want you to have all of me, Lord, except I want this piece I can do with what I will when I will. No, Mm. that's not the way it works. And Brengel, even when he's recovering from this unprovoked attack and assault, he is at peace because he's given it to God. He gave the man who struck him to God. He gave his own feelings about it to God. He is trusting God to defy the devil himself and turn something good out of it. And he finds peace there. It's pure love. Mm, Yes. How about you listening today? Where are you? Do you feel like your life is that smooth? Are, Are you feeling some peace today? Are you anxious? You're worked up. You just don't know what to do. You can feel the stress building up inside because there's unresolved dispute or anger or maybe shame or guilt inside of you, what to do? Take a step with us. Walk in the way that so many have before us and just give your heart to God. First up, if you've not surrendered your sin to God, everything in you that you know is not right, just ask God now to forgive you and make you new. And if you've done that already, then just ask that God will give you the fullness of his spirit. Just surrender into his Holy Spirit and just allow that spirit to just fall on you. Who knows, even now as we're praying, you might experience some of that pure love. Pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful today for your presence in our lives, for your willingness to hear our heart cry. You know exactly where we are, who we are. You know our names. You know our past. You know our present and our future. You know, Lord, our broken places. Forgive us of our sin, Lord. Mm. If there's any unclean thing in us, erase it, Lord, by the blood of your son, Jesus. Mm. We acknowledge that we're powerless to earn redemption. We can only receive it from you. And we thank you for the sacrifice of Christ on the cross in our place. But next up, Lord, we also want more of you. Mm -hmm. We want to be at peace. We want to be clothed with love. We want to have that peace that passeth all understanding. We want to be able to be forgiving, to make allowance for other people's faults. We want to always walk before you in humility and share grace with others, even as you've been gracious to us. We ask, Lord, that you will fill us with your own Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and fill us with a sense of your pure love, that it might be for us a constant not just an occasion. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What next? Give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We want to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you about where you are, 
where you're struggling, or maybe just hear your word of thanksgiving. Whatever it might be, call us up. Alternatively, if you don't want to pick up the phone, go to your keyboard. Check us out online. What's that web address, Jay? Jim, that would be www.cbhviewpoint.org. CBH. Those words mean Christians Broadcasting Hope. Those letters stand for that. It's an acronym. CBHviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there online and on air. Also, send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint. Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please, let us hear from you this week. Jay, as always, a privilege to be in your company. Thank you, Jim. Uh, pure love. It's, it's something to aspire to. So, uh, such an encouraging message. I'd like to receive some and to share some. That's right. And to all of you listening today, thanks for coming alongside. We hope you'll join us again next week. We're going to dive a little deeper into what do we do to have more peace and to understand a little bit more about pure love. For all of us at The Viewpoint Ministry, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.